Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah, Ghostface Killer. This is Quake Matthews. What's up, my brother Ali? Five Diggy Tribe Core Quest. Eloquent, man. What up, Styles Peter Ghost. This is Absol. This is K.O. And you listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. This is show that you come up on, yeah. This is spot that you come up strong, you heard. Welcome to The Come Up Show Podcast. It's your boy, Chetto. And this week, the interview is not conducted by myself or Martin, but it's by our homie Colton, who is representing the Come Up Show out in Calgary. And he caught up with the A-Game boys, who are from Toronto, but he caught up with them in Calgary. Because uh, the A-Game were opening up for Rich Homie Kwan Canadian Tour. And it's so funny, when you're listening to this interview, you're going to hear the glasses of Hennessy. You can almost taste the Hennessy in this podcast interview. Uh, where Colton chopped it up with the A-Game boys for almost half an hour. Where they talk about how they started out... As producers, which most people don't know, and how being twin brothers gives them a unique competitive advantage and the important lessons and advice that they've learned so far as artists. Without further ado, the come up show, A Game Boys. So what's going on? It's your boy Colton. I'm sitting here with A Game. They're on tour with Rich Homie Kwan across Canada. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, bye. How you doing, Cole? I'm good, I'm good. Good to see you, homie. Good to see you guys, man. So this is your second tour in just like a, for a few months, right? Yep. So what are some experiences you guys have pulled from the tour so far? Oh, experiences. I mean, just having to travel every single day, you yeah. know? I mean, like, we, we, we last year and the year before, we've had crazy shows as far as releasing Money Made Me Do It was concerned, right? Yep. I mean, it was one of the biggest songs in the city. Yeah. Um, but the shows weren't back-to-back -back like how they are now. So being on tour, I mean, just having to get up, catch a plane, you know what I mean? Every single day is a crazy experience. I mean, we've done touring before, but it was more like, <clears throat> it was more like, uh, on our side of things so it wasn't like any west coast dates or anything like that so yeah. it was ontario dates driving yeah. around and stuff like that it's pretty much it's a lot more cooler you know what i mean like getting on planes like that becomes very tiring at times but you can appreciate yeah. it you can definitely appreciate it. don't get it twisted you can appreciate getting on a plane we pilot more music for a reason too but at the same time these planes be got these niggas tired you'd be mad tired on these planes but nonetheless it's just a work ethic. The work ethic alone, you have to be mentally and physically prepared for it. You know what I mean? And from what I've taken from it is that you got to be on time with things because, like, if, if you're running off schedule, running late, it could just mess up your whole day completely. Oh, for sure. So sometimes I'm just praying that the people at the venue are more later than I am, so I'm more <laughs> on point than they are. Now, like, I'm going to take it back a minute. Like, I actually just found out that you did the feature with Abandon All Ships on Infamous. Yeah. And that's different from what you guys would usually do. So what, like, made you make that move at that time? Uh, that was a situation. We were working on a situation with Universal at the time. Yeah. Um, and they had a partnership or whatever was going on with Abandon All Ships. Mm -hmm. So they thought it would be a good fit. Well, even Abandon All Ships because... They really liked our music. They thought it would be a good fit to kind of just fuse the genres of music, the genres yeah. of music together. Because I don't think anybody's really heard of heavy metal and rap. We did the record with them. We did, like I explained to you, we did a couple dates on tour with them. That's who we actually went on on tour with. We went on tour with them for about like five, six days. Yeah. We did like Kingston, London, 
London, Ottawa, Kitchener, you know, those places, um, Toronto, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, they pretty much universal that up. Shout outs to Ivan, Big Ives. Uh, he put that together and it was a good experience. It was crazy um, because I mean, we didn't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when we hit the stage, it was crazy. They showed us mad love, you know what I mean? Um, we've gained new followers as well as fans, Yeah. you know? But we thought that it would be cool combining the genres of music and we kind of had the drummer just rock out with us while we were just rapping over the shit, you know what I mean? It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that song sounds wicked. I listened yeah. to it today. So, like, let's talk about the Canadian music scene. Like, you two have been making waves for a long time, number one records on flow and all that. So, like, Consistently. You, you've seen the good and the bad about it. So, what are some progressive changes that you would want to see in the Canadian music scene? Oh, just everybody just showing each other love. You know what I mean? Coming together and a little bit more unity. I think it's happening now that we all understand that, you know, the opportunity has been given to us to be even heard. Yeah. Like to be able to connect with these guys south of the border a couple of years back wasn't as consistent as it is now. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, I mean, one of the things I would like to see is a little bit more unity, of course. But I mean, not to. Not to be disrespectful, but a lot of the old heads that we do respect, you understand what I'm saying? That paved the way in the game. They did a lot of unity. You understand what I'm saying? This Chaclair, Socrates, Cardinal. You understand what I'm saying? You could do your research, you feel me? Like, they were very, like, close. A lot of these people were close. I feel like a lot of the young cats, you know, there's a lot of egos going on, you feel me? But there could be a lot more unity within the city. That's why we try to reach out as much as possible, you know? Mm -hmm. And even if we don't reach out, that's because maybe we just never got a message or we're a little bit too busy. But yeah. just for the cats coming up, you know what I mean? Keep doing your thing and, you know, no malice in your heart, no egos, you feel me? And just keep moving forward and a lot of things will come to you. So, like, and you mentioned, like, getting recognition across south of the border. So, like, what do you think is the hardest thing as a Canadian artist trying to get international recognition? Uh, being in Canada, that's a good question. <laughs> It is a really good question, but it's really just being and staying in Canada. I mean, you have to get out in order yeah. to be heard. And I think that, you know, we don't have a big enough market for the urban music industry for us to be able to do that being in Canada. So, I mean, for any artist, you know, you just got to get out of your city, you know, wherever you best fit, whether it's in L.A., whether it's in Atlanta, and I mean, whether you got that New York, you know I mean, that New York hustle. That Miami hustle it doesn't really matter. You just gotta get out and network. You gotta yeah. connect with people. Cause I learned something like at an early age of my career, even when Kohai Shorty was first starting, um, I was out. I was out of town. You know, me and Chase weren't together as much as we are now, but I was out of town and I was networking with a lot of the DJs and I was just like knocking on the doors of the radio stations that people mm -hmm. said probably they will not play your shit. Yeah. And I was making sure that I was networking. So the same way I was doing that, you got to be able to take that hustle and you got to be able to apply itself for the board in order to make things happen. And eventually, you know, it'll grow because they show a lot of love out there. Not, yeah. not just one, two days of the year, three, <laughs> yeah. six, five days of the year, you feel me? So. so could you see you guys, like, are you guys doing any uh, A A3C events or South by Southwest or anything this year? Um, not this year. Um, we like to have things well planned. Yeah, you know? yeah. we should have we should have been doing it. I'm not gonna say that you know it's not uh, something that we didn't want to do, but there's just a lot going on and a lot of things that we're currently working on, and we're trying to transition over to a few things right now. So, I think after we you know 
kind of set our pace for this year, that will be something that we'll be looking into going to. Yeah. Most definitely, we wanted to have a project done before doing that type of stuff. Like you said, you got to plan it all exactly. out. Exactly. So, like, I'm just going to ask a random question. Now, if you guys could only listen to one or two albums, any genre, and, like, the only thing you could listen to, what would it be and why? One or two albums. Yes. Or any genre. Of any genre. Of one any one, genre. Yeah. Damn, son. Uh, for me, I would say, for me, I would say like Luther Vandross. Mm, mm. I would we, say Luther. We grew up in a lot of I that would say old like school Aretha music. Franklin, yeah. Luther yeah. Vandross, and the Temptations. The Temptations. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I say that is because it it comes from somewhere. You know what I mean? It comes from comes from a place like mm -hmm. plus if you listen to our old EP the world is yours yeah. that chef he did do some production on a lot of those songs were sampled from the temptations and you know the luthers and certain things so yeah. that's me <clears throat> what I'm trying to explain is like it came from a place like just hearing our mother at home just like playing yeah. that like every morning or play, playing it every night you know what I mean those are things as a child that I'll always remember mm -hmm. and just the soulfulness of it that's where we've us as artists came from despite whether people like our first hit for a lot of people may have been go ahead shorty or whatever what you saying whatever yeah. like oh my we're artists we're entertainers mm -hmm. we're gonna do what we love to do but we're also gonna do what people want to hear you feel what i'm saying yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna try to keep the balance between that more so we're gonna do what we love to do but we're gonna keep the balance of still giving the people what they want to hear before anything, because you've got to let your fans know that, you know, exactly. this is what the sound is too. You know, not just what they want to hear, because if we were running with a lot of what is the now or the it thing, you know, then we wouldn't be that differentiated than what's playing out there on radio, you know? So we want the fans to be able to differentiate our music, but like, these guys got a sound. So I feel like it's, I feel like that's only temporary, especially when you're coming up and you're trying to make a name for yourself. It is, and yeah, you're right. understand you. You know what I mean? Because if you look at Kanye, <clears throat> he came from a soulful place, but it then for him it was the other way around. He came from a soulful place where a lot of that music was 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 in for that current time. That was it. You know what I mean? And the point that I'm pretty much all trying to make is, as his career grew and as he got heavier into the game and became more of a mogul. He started making different music. He started to do what he wanted to do, what he yeah. felt to do as a musician. Exactly. And he started doing things that were creative as well, like other things, especially I think other things that people wanted to hear. You know what I mean? The 808s and heartbreaks. Like we could go on and on forever, but you understand what I'm saying. So like you two have been working on your fourth studio project lately. You know, you recently dropped Zone Six and Hustleability. So like, what are some things you can tell the people about like what you're working on and everything? The new project. Oh. The new product's crazy. I mean, we were just talking to our homie, um, Respect, shout out to Respect and Lancelot that came up to the show in Vancouver. Um, and there was something that he just told us. He's like, every time you guys drop something, you guys just level up. Like, it's always something that just, it just beats the last record. And you guys just seem to always grow, you know? So, I mean, like... Just expect a lot of growth yeah, in this project. Just a lot of growth, new new flows, you know? Like, it, we, we're just not doing things the same. We don't like to do things the same all the time. We've always liked to change it up. Yeah, so. and you, like, you can hear that you've grown as artists. Exactly, the exactly. Four projects. It's exactly. going to be an EP. Um... Uh, the name of that EP is going to be called Don. It stands for Double or Nothing. And obviously, you can understand where that comes from. 
um, especially because we've been working, we feel like we've been working so hard for the last couple of years. And, you know, we've, for us as artists, we felt like we've done a lot for the city, you know what I mean? And, you know, we can speak about how we feel like that's been undermined, but I ain't going to vent about all of that because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, how I feel is that the music speaks for itself. So right now for us, it's like no matter what happens, no one's going to box food out of our mouth. No one's going to take that opportunity from us to be able to shine. Yeah. You know I mean, I'm here in Calgary right now. We're here in Calgary right now. I mean, if you ask me a year, two years ago, if I thought I would be here performing, I probably would have said, yeah. Did I know when? No, no. You know what I mean? But it's just something that, like, at this point in our career that, you know, we feel confident about. And we're ready to display that, not only to the city that already knows this, but to the rest of the world. So, Don, Double or Nothing, that's the new EP that's coming out. Yeah. So like taking it away from the music for a bit, what advice would you give your 10 year old self? Like whether it be with the music industry or about life? My son- We should have- Hold we, on, hold on real quick. My self, 10 year old self? Yeah. Like, okay. Um, I feel like if I was 10, I would I would have continued to keep sticking on the production of the music side of things. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Because we, we started off making beats and that's what a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I right? never knew that. Exactly. So it's like as we were go coming along and gradually growing and whatnot and the years went on, you know, everyone started looking at us and like, you guys got something that the industry does not have. Until today, the industry doesn't have. We're twins, right? So it's a situation where, you know, I wish that we continued to pursue it along with our rap career because, I mean, like, then that would have allowed us to be able to open doors for ourselves one way or another. Right. So, I mean, yeah, like, it's just, like, we were around a lot of people, like, influential people that today, like, are crushing the game. They got number ones on the billboard and stuff like that. So it's, like, just kind of, like, taking a few steps back and kind of seeing where we came from and, you know, being able to channel all the things that we could have done but didn't do. I probably would have taken my mom sending me to piano lessons a lot more seriously. <laughs> For sure. You know what I mean? And not wanting to go to piano lessons, you know what I'm saying? I'll go to Tyler's house, and when I say Tyler, I, see, I mean T-minus. I'll go and he'll be like, yo, dude, play something on the keyboards. And we're talking about one of the greatest, for me, I don't care what anybody says, producers. I'm saying one of the, you know what I mean? I'm not being biased, dude. That's my dog. And there's a lot of great producers, but for me. And for him to say, yo, go play something on the keyboards. And I can't play a damn note. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like at that point, I should be like, "Yo, all right." But at the same time, you gotta remember, it's never too late. You know what I mean? It's never too late. No, yeah, you can always start something. You know? And like, uh, we started in the basement. We really started in from the bottom. I remember vividly. I would. This is when MSN Messenger was popping off, <laughs> and I'm webcamming Boy Wonder, and we're on we're on webcam, you know what I mean? And I had the MPC 2000 Excel. The ASR 10 vintage keyboard. <laughs> maybe and a lot of producers right now be like, them cats lying, you feel me? But we had the ASR 10 vintage keyboard. The same shit Pharrell was using to make all the grinding beats for Pusha T and all that, we had that. Like, there's only like so limited in, in the world of those, you know? So yeah. the fact that we had these things, you know, like, it's crazy. And it just goes back to what my bro was saying. Like, he would be on MSN, literally sitting down 
there like playing beats for Boy Wonder and Boy Wonder's playing beats back and forth and like it's just it was just crazy like it was nuts just the just the vibe and the energy that we we had back then that we should have carried throughout our career you know mm -hmm. but it's never too late like you said so. no exactly now I was reading a bit about like twin telepathy and stuff and how science scientists say twins are connected is there anything that like one does that the other doesn't like and vice versa oh, with yeah. you guys oh yeah we bought pants a lot yeah, <sighs> yeah. we yang and yang for sure you know what i mean but when that we, just when that, we come hold on, hold on. that just comes with it yeah, yeah you know it I mean? does at the end it of the does. day that's that's who people will appreciate us for you know when you see a game it's it is the same people when you're looking at us but we're different people in person i mean we only been together like non-stop for nine months when my mother was fucking pregnant with her you know yeah. what i mean or we're pregnant with us sorry so it was a situation where it's like we're gonna bump heads eventually but mm -hmm. this is my dog you know it's my brother and at the end of the day like when we're in the studio like it's just everything's just a vibe there's no fighting there's no arguing like we we become one as as artists and we always click there's no arguing between who has an idea or he doesn't tell me not nah, i'm not feeling that get in the booth do it you know he shows me an idea get in the booth do it and it always seems to work in our favor so mm -hmm. with like that being oh sorry no go on go on like go on. on the boarding pass experience i was watching like you said like you know if he has an idea i yeah. can build off that yeah. most definitely most definitely and it that's just how it's always been and we've always seem to make music like to our comfort that way you know and there's never been problems at all between me and him yeah. so i appreciate this guy just as much as he appreciates me and we continue to just keep working and grinding so that's big dog feel me it is what it is love this guy even though i want to beat him up sometimes you know but <laughs> so, so what was the best piece of advice either one of you were ever given <sighs> to keep going mm -hmm. to never like best piece of advice to spur do not ever listen to another one's opinion to the point where it's going to change who you are as an artist. You know, like you can always take mm -hmm. in what somebody's saying, but don't take it in to the point where it's like, you know, like you're changing your whole genre of music or your whole vibe of music or whole sound. You know what I mean? Because I feel like sometimes like even though me and no, we, we know we have consecutive hits on the radio outside of certain artists or whatever, you know, like because we're fortunate enough to be on the radio. You know, it's just this Canadian industry will have you second guessing yourself because we've dropped countless hits over and over and over and over again. And sometimes, you know, what you expect to come from it doesn't really come from it. It may take time, but at the same time, it's, it's not what you would like. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we just dropped Money Made Me Do It was one of the biggest damn all records. And I remember Drake saw us in the club. Don't mean a name drop, but it is what it is. And he told us, I just came off a tour, you feel me? And all I'm hearing is y'all record. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he even admitted it. Like, the shit is yeah. hot, you know? So it's like, just hearing that from somebody like Drake, you know, was a blessing within itself. But it just goes back to what I was saying, you know, like, sometimes you just wish that things can kind of like gradually pick up a little bit more you than know, how they are, yeah, you know? a little bit different yeah it just makes you like push the harder yeah. right you know but it's honestly if it happened to if it happened for us a little sooner we probably wouldn't be as hot as we are today you understand what i'm saying because a lot of artists they, they 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 get signed and they get the money you understand what i'm saying and they feel like okay and just lay back yeah but Not yeah, I would, I would, I would continue just to elaborate on like the best like advice is triple C's, and that's don't get comfortable, mm -hmm. don't get caught up, mm -hmm. or you're gonna get cut. You feel what I'm saying? And those three things like 
I've been living by. You know what I mean? I've never been comfortable in anything that I've released. It's another record, okay? What do we we gotta do something big? I can't sit down and listen to the fucking same record, excuse my language, five, six, seven different times and be happy Just to make sure you guys that cut that out. I know we're, we're you know, no, it's all about mouse. <laughs> but yeah. I'm talking like I'm saying like just keep it moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? You drop a dope record, get back in the booth, get get another one going. Keep pushing them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of these guys, like, they'd be too comfortable in that one record that was hot for them for a year or yeah. hot for them for a couple months. And, you know what I mean? What, what's, what's happening after that? What's really... Like, we really Zone got? 6. We really Zone 6, right? Um, Chef and Mike um, F. Hitman did that. And we didn't just sit down and be like, okay, let, let's let this bubble, you know? We have another probably four, five, six more records that are like bangers. You understand what I'm saying? And obviously a whole load of other sh records that we've recorded, right? But I mean like certified like bangers. We have like five or six, which we'll be performing tonight. Some of them are clips, some of them are full full records, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean like, that's just me and this guy. Like we always feel like we always gotta have a couple more in the chamber to shoot at these guys, right? Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's always good to have some shit in the pocket because yeah, then you can just drop it whenever you want. Exactly. So, so like wrapping things up, is there any last words you want to say to the people? Shoutouts? No, nah, man. Shout out to the come up show. Shout out to the come up, man. We out here in Calgary with them. From you know saying like, come a long way. They all the way out here in Calgary with us. And um, you know, just continue to follow us, support good music. Um, follow us on Twitter, of course. A game music. A G A M E M U S I C. Said that right. Said it right. The right. Henny didn't hit you yet. Henny <laughs> <laughs> didn't hit you yet. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, check out the website weareagame.com. That's very simple. Uh, Instagram handler we are a we are a game. Yeah, yeah. we are a game. So follow us. Get with it. You already know Zone Six. Don coming out real soon. Double or nothing. You already know what it is. Let me know what you guys thought of this week's edition of the Come Up Show podcast with the A-Game Boys. Special shout out to the homie Colton who held it down on the interview questions. And if you're listening to this before the weekend, uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter right now because we're going to be covering the Junos. It's happening this weekend in Hamilton, Ontario. And once again, if you haven't already, please fill out our survey. Uh, it's going to take you less than five minutes. It's going to let us know on how we can serve you better as the Come Up Show and as appreciate for your feedback we're going to be entering five people randomly selecting them uh, to get our limited edition snapback and t-shirts at $70 value all you got to do is click the link in this description right below on this podcast and I appreciate your time peace <laughs>